You're listening to episode 181 of the FitzPro podcast, and today we are going over three kind of topics that um, I don't talk about often, and I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately, but uh, we are talking about progress photos, the scale, metabolism, and supplements. Um, that's four topics. I might even get into more once we actually get into the episode, but I think that pregnancy has made me revisit these topics. I think that just maturity and different seasons of life have made me revisit these topics. And whether you are a trainer and you work with clients or you are a trainee who is focusing on aesthetic goals and or uh, performance goals, I think that this is going to be an interesting episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. If you happen to be a coach of any kind, a professional of any kind within the health and fitness industry and you're wanting to be online, I have literally created a free workshop just for you. It's called Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. The link to that is always in the show notes, but you can always head to anniemiller.co backslash workshop dash register to register for that for free. You can watch it anytime. It's also the best way to join my Fitzbro Foundations course if you are looking to start and scale an online business and you are, again, a professional in the health and fitness realm, which is a very, very, very vast, um, very vast field. So if you would consider yourself in health and fitness at all, it applies to you. I just got a DM the other day from a pelvic floor PT wondering if my offers were applicable to her and they absolutely are. So I always say that any of my business programs are for online service-based health and fitness professionals. So again, broken record, but if that's you, check out the workshop while you're over on the site. Hit up the free resources that I have created for you at anniemiller.co slash resources. Those are freebies for trainees, coaches, and entrepreneurs alike. You can also find other platforms like my YouTube channel over there. And we will actually get into talking about supplements today, uh, and that is where I would like to thank Legion Athletics. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. They're also the only sponsor of this podcast outside of myself. So if you are in the market for adding supplements, for adding whey protein, plant protein, creatine, a pre-workout of some kind to your regimen, to your dietary intake around your workouts, check out Legion Athletics. They have 100% formula transparency. They're 100% naturally sweetened. I just really enjoy their flavors. I enjoy that I can take their supplements and I feel better. I have no GI tract issues with anything. And I really feel like I am getting the results, if you will, that I am paying for and that they claim. And that comes from, again, that 100% formula transparency. You can see why they use the ingredients and the dosages that they do on every single product. If you are skeptical, they have 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. So no risk to you. Go to buylegion.com. B-U-Y-Legion.com and use code Annie to save 20% off your first order, or you can get double Legion reward points. So I kind of mentioned this in the intro, but truthfully, I think that pregnancy and just kind of witnessing my body, observing my body as it goes through a pretty intense transformation 
has brought up more reflection on seasons that I've experienced and pursued in the past. So kind of past versions of my own physique, of my own training, of what shapes my body has taken on. And that has me thinking more about things like physique and the scale than maybe I would normally think about those things. And I mentioned this specifically on Instagram. I forget if I mentioned it ever on the podcast, but during my pregnancy, my weight gain was not linear whatsoever. So I gained essentially 15 pounds in the first trimester and was told by my midwife, like, you need to watch the weight gain because we don't want to gain more than one pound per week, which technically I wasn't. um, But obviously, weight gain can pick up as pregnancy progresses. So they wanted me to watch that. Now, I was not paying attention to my weight at all, quite frankly. And a lot of the numbers they come up with around pregnancy are pretty arbitrary, but uh, it did. I did start weighing myself in the second trimester. I did start monitoring it more. And then when I got my staph infection, so basically first trimester gained 15 pounds. Then I maintained that weight for at least six to eight weeks from there. Uh, then I got my staph infection in weeks like 22 to 27 gained another 15 pounds during that time, and then essentially maintained my weight from weeks 27 almost up to week 40. So it was not at all what I expected. It was not normal by any means. So that is what I mean by the experience that I had around pregnancy just kind of brought up the scale and uh, things that I don't typically think about when it comes to my health or fitness. So while I don't sell physique changes or weight loss with my Built by Annie programming or any of my other programming like Movement 101 resources or um, the Big Lift Audit, like I sell educational resources and long-term training based on performance goals. Um, I do think topics like progress photos, the scale and metabolism are very relevant even outside of weight loss or even aesthetic goals. So that is what I want to discuss on today's episode. I am extremely, extremely, extremely pro-progress photos and seasons. Taking progress photos can help you learn how to pose better seeing and documenting the work that you've put in if you are trying to build muscle, if you do have performance goals and you maybe do have aesthetic goals as well, even in seasons where I did not have aesthetic goals. Only performance goals, which is most seasons for me, I have taken progress photos and I enjoy seeing the physical changes, the adaptation that takes place from the training that I'm doing. I just think it's interesting. I am in the business of muscle And muscle changes over time based on the stimulus that we provide through our training, whether that is for aesthetic purposes or whether that is a result of performance-based training. So I really, really enjoy taking progress photos. Nobody else sees them but me, but I enjoy taking them and seeing the fruits of my labor for myself. I also think that learning how to pose, how to make the most of your gains is fun, in my opinion. It's not that these even get posted anywhere or shared with anyone. They can 100% just be for you. I literally just take them for my own reflection because I enjoy looking back on the seasons that I have taken my body through, the seasons that my body has shown up for me through whatever those may have been. Now, if you tend to pick yourself apart or have a negative past with taking progress photos or tracking your physique, perhaps you don't document via progress photos. 
right? It's very important that you know yourself in this process and especially in the topics that we're talking about today. That is certainly not what I would want for anyone. And as I said, for me, this comes from a place of curiosity and gratitude for the seasons that my body has gone through. There's there's no value or often even a goal tied to these photos that I am taking. It's just to it's just documentation of a season. There are seasons I wish I would have documented my physique more, and now I have no photos or video to look back on for those periods, and I regret that. It doesn't mean that those periods didn't happen. It doesn't mean that that training stimulus didn't happen. It doesn't mean that I didn't reap those rewards. It just would nice it would be nice to have photos and some kind of documentation to look back on. So that's kind of the perspective that I share that from. So if you don't do or take progress photos, take what you will from this section of the episode, play around with them, have fun, learn how to pose, and then glean a whole new appreciation for people who can pose because it is not easy. I am terrible at it personally. You will never see it. No one will ever see those photos. But I do think that learning how to pose, again, can just really allow you to get a higher appreciation, a greater appreciation for the muscle that you are building if that's something that you're focusing on. Moving on, the scale metabolism and weightlifting. I personally use the scale as a completely objective tool. Now note that there's context there. The scale has never been an issue for me. I really never even weighed myself. Um, It's never been a consistent thing that I did. When tracking macros through parts of pregnancy, I would weigh myself daily so that I could see the weekly averages over, you know, a trend versus weighing one day per week because it can be so variable. Uh, I am a very big fan of weighing every single day and taking weekly averages for sure, whether you are trying to maintain, gain, or lose weight. If you are wanting to weigh yourself, whether you are gaining, maintaining, or losing weight, remember that scale is a measure of weight, not a measure of fat or muscle. It's not a measure of lean mass. It doesn't take into consideration any of these other nuances and factors. So getting your body fat tested may be more what you are personally looking for. So just remember that the scale is only giving us one metric. I really personally, for clients and myself, enjoy factors like how clothing fits or progress photos. How your musculature and shape is sitting on your body, how it's changing, how does it fit into your clothes versus how much do you weigh? As far as metabolism goes, I don't claim to be an expert, but I know that more and more research is coming out myth-busting the inherent decrease in metabolism with age. So more and more research is coming out that supports the idea that staying active and having muscle mass actually allows you to maintain a healthy metabolism for a much longer time into your 60s than kind of this narrative that was previously thought, you know, everything starts to slow down and it's a downhill battle from 30 years old and on. So just something to think about. I think it's worth looking at what other factors might be happening with an older age. So as we age, let's not blame metabolism or age inherently, but acknowledge changes that might be happening with age, like less movement, less TDEE, shittier diet, higher stress, worse sleep, right? All of these things can affect metabolism. They're not happening inherently because of your age. 
As I mentioned, we know that increasing muscle mass is a way to increase our caloric need, our demand, our metabolic demand, our overall thermic effect, meaning that muscle is more metabolically active and demanding than fat or adipose tissue is. Muscle is beneficial for metabolic functions as well as your immune function. So looking at ways that we can increase muscle mass or maintain muscle mass is great, but also not counting on muscle to increase our metabolism by 100%. Because I also think people maybe give too much credit to muscle as though if they are gaining muscle, they can just eat way more and it's, you know, increasing their metabolic demand by tenfold, which which is not the case. We want to maybe look at increasing overall TDEE, more walks, better circulation, more movement through your day in general. That might be the way to the feelings that you associate with a faster metabolism. So leave age out of it, lift weights, walk, move, see how you feel, stay hydrated, get quality sleep. These are all things that I think will make you end up feeling like you have the metabolism that you want, regardless of age. All right, let's move into my favorite supplements. First off, let's be clear that supplements will not win over a crappy diet and terrible sleep or recovery or inconsistent training. This should be clear at this point in 2022. This is not news to us, but supplements can make your life easier. That is what they do for me personally. Know that this is just me sharing my personal experience and what they do for me. I'm not telling you what to do. They provide ease for me and they enhance what's already happening. So for me, my go-to regular, mostly daily supplements are whey protein, at least 20 grams, if not 40, creatine when I'm not Uh, pregnant, which could actually be beneficial to pregnancy. We just don't have the data on that. And it's not ethical to test many of these things on pregnant people. So um, we just err err on the side of caution. So creatine, five grams, pre-workout, non-stim for me personally. I, I, I get enough caffeine from my coffee. I do not need more caffeine. Magnesium before bed. Those are kind of my go-to outside of like my vitamins that I take. We can kickstart muscle protein synthesis by using our muscles, weightlifting, providing resistance to them, and eating dietary protein. Most people are not eating enough protein to match their goals of wanting to build strength, muscle, or improve their physique. High quality protein supplements can be a massive help with hitting those protein goals. Now, creatine is created naturally in the body. It is what helps us create more ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate, which is what helps our muscles contract. When we break down ATP, adenosine triphosphate, it becomes ADP adenosine diphosphate. So we lose a phosphate and creatine provides a phosphate to that ADP to make it ATP again in order to be used for the muscles to work harder for longer periods of time, right? To have more muscle contractions. That is the joy of creatine. It is not a steroid. It is, I believe, the most tested supplement in health and fitness. And that is all I will say on that. If you are weightlifting, if you're pushing yourself in the gym and you're not taking creatine, I encourage you to do some research. Check out Legion's creatine. It's called Recharge. It's my personal favorite. As far as pre-workout goes, pre-workout is 
sparing for me, so I don't use it all the time, but I do 100% notice less fatigue when I do take it. That's probably the biggest takeaway for me. Uh, I use the non-stim one from Legion, and it's the beta alanine for me that I believe is uh, postponing the fatigue that I would normally experience in a workout. And then magnesium before bed for a calming effect, but also it aids in muscle contractions and many people are deficient in magnesium. And my recovery is always better when I take it. So as far as like my actual data and how I feel both, so anecdotally, but as well as my data on my watch or my aura ring, my recovery is always better when I take creatine, or excuse me, not creatine, magnesium, and particularly at nighttime. So there you have it. Those are a few topics that I don't normally hit on, but they are well within my scope. I simply don't consider these an area of expertise for me. I don't consider them an area of focus for me. I do, however, think that my people, which is you, can benefit from learning about and exploring these areas within your performance focus in the gym. Finally, if you did love this episode, if you find value here on the FitzPro podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts, give the show five stars, leave a written review. It is how I get in front of more people uh, that would not find me otherwise. So you are literally helping me out. Make sure you head over to anniemiller.co slash news if you would like to be on my main mailing list. And that is where you can get exclusive podcast listener discounts. Until next time, I'm Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning in to the FitzPro Podcast. Thank you.